0: Everyone and welcome to part two of the two-part episode all about procrastination. So to give you guys a little summary of what last week's episode was about, in case you forgot or in case you're just only tuning in for part two, we discussed the different reasons that we procrastinate. At least the top three that I can think of, which is plain and simple, just don't freaking want to do the task because we don't enjoy the task. We're too scared to do what we got to do. We don't think that we have what it takes, our inner dialogue treating us like garbage again. Or the third reason, we let ourselves become so overwhelmed by all of the steps it's going to take that we just opt out of doing anything at all. Procrastination and anxiety oftentimes go hand in hand because like I mentioned in the last episode, whenever we procrastinate on something that we really had in our sights to complete, it gives us anxiety. We feel stressed out that we didn't complete what we needed to complete and we let it kind of nag at us and eat at us and We let ourselves feel a lot of anxiety over it. At least this has been my experience. I cannot stand knowing that I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish that day and just feeling like a failure and letting it give me anxiety. And, you know, it's okay if we don't accomplish everything that we set out to accomplish each day, but we damn sure should try. You know, if we just don't try at all, of course we're going to have anxiety, But if we at least give things a shot, you know, make a checklist of things that we want to complete and check things off that list as we complete them, it gives us some sense of accomplishment. And then that way, you know, yes, maybe I didn't get to everything on that list I was hoping to get to, you know, the dog didn't get a bath. I didn't wash my car. But on the flip side of that, I completed all the laundry, got it all put away, I vacuumed the whole house, I cleaned all the countertops, whatever. It's a lot better to have not completed all the items on your list because you were busy taking care of other items on your list than it is to say, well, you know, I didn't get to anything on my list, but I did watch a whole season of Grey's Anatomy. I mean, we've all been there before, right? There's two types of people. There's types of people that have definitely been there, and then there's liars. So how do we be more productive and get rid of procrastination? Well, if you fall under the category of somebody that procrastinates because you get too overwhelmed, the best way to conquer that is by what I just said earlier. Break it down into a list. Hell, break it down into more than one list. Have one list that is really easy, five minute or less tasks that need to be completed. Have another list of some of your bigger items that you need to take care of. And, you know, maybe you could do this one of two ways. You could either have a separate list from this list where you break it down into steps of how to complete each bigger task, or you could keep it all on one list and just kind of make note off to the side, you know, of subtasks, if you will. However, you have to do this, but I feel like when you break down some of the bigger tasks into smaller steps and you complete these smaller steps, your brain is visualizing that you're getting things completed. And if you just keep working off of this list and knocking things off of it, you're going to find that you're getting your stuff done. And whatever you don't get done, if, you know, say you make it to the end of your day and you don't end up completing every item on that list, you still have a lot to show for what you did do that day. A lot of getting overwhelmed is that we tend to see the big picture of something, and it scares us, you know? um, One of the things that they like to do at work, and thankfully I don't have to do this anymore because I am not on the front line anymore, but it's called um, 5Ss. And it's basically an organizing system for, you know, categorizing things and putting labels on things and sustaining that order pretty much. I'm going to tell you right now, I did everything I could to get out of doing 5S. And it's because I would let it get me so overwhelmed. I wanted no part of that shit because I knew that I was going to have my work cut out for me. And I'm not one that enjoys organizing at all whatsoever. So if I had to do it, I would. If I could get out of it, I absolutely did. But that was something I found during those times where I did have to do that. I did have to do 5S, that if I broke it down into smaller steps and I checked those items off the list, it made it so much easier for me to bear. When we see this big picture and we let it scare us away, yeah, of course we're not going to get anything accomplished. Of course we're going to psych ourselves out. But once you break it down into a smaller task, you actually realize that the work is not nearly as bad as what you thought it was going to be. You just let yourself think it was going to be harder than it had to be. And there's been so many times in my life in general where I was tasked with doing something and I just psych myself out. You know, I immediately resort to getting defensive or annoyed. You know, say my boss gives me a task and I'm just like, "Ugh, I really don't want to do that. And I get a little upset, but then I go to actually do the task and it's a piece of cake. And then I realize, wow, I should have just kept a more open mind because this really isn't a lot that he's asking for. You know, it's just I, for whatever reason... Didn't think I was capable, and I let myself get scared and frustrated without even really knowing what it was gonna entail to get this done. And that's why it's so important to sometimes break these things down. And even if you're not a list kind of person, there's other ways that you can simplify what it is that you have to do. You can just simply focus on one room at a time when you're cleaning your house. Maybe you start in your master bedroom. And you don't leave that room until every last little task is finished in that room. And then you move on to the next room. Take care of every little task in that room. I've done it that way before too. And, you know, whatever way you have to do to simplify it, it's simplifying it is your main goal when your procrastination is driven by being overwhelmed. Moving on to the next reason that we like to procrastinate a lot. This would be we simply don't want to do the task because we don't like the task. Well, I hate to say it. There's really not a lot of options for this one. I mean, it's kind of like I stated in part one. That's just part of being an adult. We have to do shit that we don't want to do. And it's unfortunate, but it's just part of it. Now, there are ways that you can get around doing doing certain things that you don't want to do. Um, I've mentioned in a past episode that I don't like grocery shopping, so I do the online grocery pickup. I order all of my stuff online, and then I go pick it up. If the task that you dislike doing has an option like this, that is a way you can still complete it, and it's less of a burden to you, by all means, go for it. Take that approach. No one ever said how you had to do it. They just said it had to be done, right? So. If that approach exists and is an option for you, go for it. Another option is what I like to call a trade-off. Whenever I was a frontline employee, there were certain tasks that I did not enjoy doing at all, but my partner that I would be working with had her own set of things that she did not enjoy doing. So being that the things she didn't like to do never bothered me and the things I didn't like to do didn't bother her, we would trade off. You could do this in your household too. If you, you know, with your husband or your wife or your kids, you know, everybody's gonna have their different preferences of what they like to do versus what they don't like to do. And chances are the things that I dislike doing are different from the things that my husband dislikes doing. So why not arrange it to where we're doing what we like to be doing? Because not only are we going to get more productivity out of that, because we're actually, you know, not completely dreading having to do whatever the task is, but the quality of work is so much better too. When you're having to just, you know, go through the motions of something, you just want to get it done and over with. You're not always as focused on the smaller detail as you would be with a task that you actually enjoy doing. So this is a trade-off that can make everybody happy. Everybody gets to do what they want to do and not what they don't want to do. Now, if this is not an option in your household, the way it's not really an option in my household because my husband is gone for 20 days a month and my dogs don't have the opposable thumbs to help me do any of this stuff, <laughs> um, the other option is to just find a way to make it enjoyable, whether that's blasting music Or, um, you know, as much as I hate to admit this, but I'll drink some coffee, I'll get me a caffeine buzz going on. And before I know it, I'm bouncing off the walls. You know, I find ways to make it enjoyable for me to where I actually want to be doing what it is I have to be doing. And also think about the end result of what you're doing and use that as an incentive. For me, I love a clean house. I love to go to bed at night in my fresh sheets, in my clean room, vacuumed floor, you know, all of that. I love to wake up the next morning to everything still being clean. I love to come home to a clean house. I cannot relax in a dirty house. I simply cannot do it. And, you know, I know not everybody is that way. I know some people prefer a little bit of clutter, a little bit of dirtiness. And, you know, if that's your thing... You know, I actually envy you to a certain extent because I wish I could be more like that, but I just, I've always been this way. It bugs me. I I think from my childhood living in my dad's house, he wasn't the cleanest person and he always had just garbage laying everywhere. And um, I never felt at peace in that household because it was always such a cluttered, disgusting mess. And so maybe it's just a neurotic behavior that I've developed because of that. But, um, but I like to think of that end result as my incentive. And I know you guys are probably wondering, is this whole podcast just about cleaning your house? No, I am just going to put it out there. The cleaning your house example is simply just that, just an example. What I'm telling you can really translate to anything that you wish to achieve in your life, whether it's losing weight. Let's talk about that one for a second. You're trying to reach your fitness goals. Okay, well, you can apply the first tactic that I told you. You know, when you're overwhelmed about, you know, where do I even start? Okay, break it down into smaller tasks. You could totally do that with losing weight. Incorporate these habits into your life little by little until before you know it, each one of those things on your list is part of your habits. And you could do it one by one. Honestly, they say that's the best way to incorporate new habits anyways. You shouldn't ever try to do too many new habits all at once because you're bound to fail at a couple of them. Do one at a time. That's what I've done. You know, I started exercising and I made that a huge habit. That is just something that I do without thinking now. And now I'm working on the nutrition portion of it, you know, um, and That's how I started and I don't allow myself to get too overwhelmed when I don't see the progress that I want to see because I know it's coming eventually. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it already has come. I just haven't weighed myself in a few days, but I would not be surprised to see that I lost like seven pounds. So, you know, with starting the podcast, I had to break that down into smaller steps too. You know, first I bought the equipment that I needed to buy you know and it took research to find that so that was the really the first step was doing the research to determine what kind of equipment i needed what was going to be the best equipment for the budget that i was trying to aim for and then you know purchasing this stuff and then it was about going online and finding out where i host from and there was a step process through all of it and i managed it in my head by thinking of it in those terms little by little, step by step. So now that I've kind of given you guys a little bit more context with goals that are more long-term rather than short-term, you know, short-term is cleaning your house. So we've more than covered that, you know, the daily type of stuff that you got to get through. I want to touch on how this translates when your reason for procrastination is your own negative self-talk. And I'm talking about those limiting beliefs, that inner Karen that's telling you, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You can't do that. So basically at the root of that, your fear, your fear that you can't make it happen, like your fear that you're going to fail. You know, there's always that possibility that you could fail, but there's always that possibility that you can succeed too. But if you decide not to do something, then you're going to fail anyway. So why not take that route of giving something a try to see if you can succeed? There's a chance that you could fail, yes, but but your chances of failing if you try are a lot smaller than the 100% chances that you'll fail by not even doing anything at all. You know, people like to make excuses on why they can't do what they want to do. It's, Oh, it's too late in life. I don't want to start all over again. Or, oh, I don't have the finances to do that. Or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, there is a little bit of validity to some of these reasons. And they're not all purely just 100% an excuse. You know, finances, take that as as being one of them. Yeah, maybe you don't have the money in your pocket right this very second to purchase the laptop that you want for your podcast. But surely there are steps you could take to get to that point, and that's where you can start. You know, if you don't currently have a job, go and find a job. You know, if um, that's not an option for you, you know, get a Kickstarter. I've never done a Kickstarter. I don't know how that works. But the point is, there are options. Anything that you want to make happen in your life, you can make happen. You just have to want it hard enough, but you're not going to get to that point and those resources aren't going to open up to you if you don't believe deep down inside within yourself that you can make it happen. That's where you got to start when it comes to tackling your procrastination that's driven by self doubt. That's where you have to start. You have to start looking within and change that self-dialogue. We've talked about this in so many different episodes, but it doesn't become any less valid now. You have to start with positive affirmations. Tell yourself you can, you're worthy, you can do anything you set your mind to. And you know, if there's somebody that you look up to, go and talk to them. Ask them how they got to where they're at. If there's somebody that you see that is living the life that you wanna live, go and ask them. Ask them, hey, what are the steps that I need to take to get to where you are right now? Because I want to be there too. And I can tell you right now, that person, whoever they may be, is going to talk to you about it. They're going to tell you how they got started. They're going to tell you ways that you personally can get started. And you just have to have that drive within yourself to go and make that happen. And You have to stop, 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 stop talking to yourself negatively. I cannot express enough how much you are capable of. You are capable of more than you ever give yourself credit for. You're a freaking badass. You just have to go outside of your shell one, maybe two times. And just in doing that, you'll realize How not bad it really is. And before you know it, you'll be dying for that that feeling of going outside of your comfort zone again. At least that's how it was for me. And that's why I'm doing a lot of the things that I'm doing now because I realized that my comfort zone was lame and my comfort zone was keeping me stagnant. And once I went outside of that comfort zone, the possibilities really just opened up for me and they're honestly endless. Possibilities are endless for anybody. You just have to open up your heart and your mind to those possibilities because otherwise they're not for you. And procrastinating, I understand, is such a hard habit to break, but you can absolutely break it, especially, especially when it stems from you talking negatively about yourself and being too scared to try something. You know, and if you have friends or family that you can fight in, talk to them about it. Express your fears vocally. Talk about what they are. I can guarantee you that your friends and your family, they're going to understand where those fears are coming from, but they're also going to tell you they're not good enough excuses for not trying what you want to try. They're going to encourage you. You know, surround yourself with encouraging people. If nobody comes to mind, then um, maybe it's time to make new friends. And it's also time to look inward. How encouraging have you been to others? Are you attracting that encouragement coming your way? If your answer is no, if you haven't been very encouraging or supportive of other people, maybe it's time that you start to change that habit as well. Because, you know, a lot of getting that back in return is giving it to others. You can't expect to receive something that you're not willing to give. And I know I'm probably, this is probably falling on deaf ears right now because I don't believe I have any listeners that would be that way. But, I don't know, maybe I do. And if you don't know of anybody that's encouraging, then be that encouraging person and you will start to attract more encouraging people. And in your new hobbies, these new endeavors that you decide to go outside of your comfort zone and do, you're going to meet people as well. You know, a good example, my fitness classes, I've met a few new friends. As a matter of fact, there's two girls that I regularly work out with all the time now. And those two girls have become friends with each other as well. So it's kind of this cool dynamic, you know, we hold each other accountable. We kick each other's butts, you know, we make sure that we're doing what we need to be doing. So it's really cool to see that and to have those people that I can lean on to help me be the best version of myself. You know, I have my best friends that I've had for my whole life and they're not going anywhere and I'm so grateful for them. But it's cool to also meet a few other people outside of that too, that you know, are at the same stage in their life as far as what they're trying to pursue and what they're trying to accomplish and that can kind of help make sure that I'm staying in the right direction and I can do the same for them. Speaking of friends, I'm sure you can hear my dogs playing up a storm right now. It's really super windy outside, so it's got them all riled up and feeling some type of way. I think that's a good note to end on. (laughs) So... Thank you guys once again for joining me for another wonderful episode of Wakey Wakey Megs and Bakey. I hope that you were able to take something away from these past two episodes, even if you are not the procrastinating type. Um, Hopefully you still felt inspired to some degree, just listening to the different ways that you can manage tasks and getting things done. Um, I am no expert. There are still things that I procrastinate on. I just don't feel like the things I'm procrastinating on these days are really detrimental to um, you know, me getting to where I want to be in my fitness life or, you know, with my success in my career or my podcast. Mine are more or less just things that are, you know, kind of bugging me. Like my closets that need to be cleaned out are still not clean. My cabinets that need to be reorganized are still not reorganized. So, maybe this was all about giving myself advice in hindsight, but either way, thank you guys for joining me and stay tuned for next week when we talk about how to manage your emotions. If you like this episode or you have ideas for a future episode, make sure to visit my website at www.wakeywakeymegs.com or you can email me directly at wakeymegspodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Until next week, see ya. Thank you.